Okay, so it's okay, so it's Sunday, the sixth of December, two thousand and fifteen, or thereabouts. It's the Grouchy Club podcast. It's uh, Kate Copstick and me, John Fleming. Uh, well, what's left of me? As always, what's left of her, but there's, yep. there's even less of a left of her than normal. Uh, and you, you, we came back from uh, Kenya on Wednesday. This is Sunday, didn't you? And uh, you saw a, a new talent show last night, and I'm seeing a new talent show tonight, and we're both judges. Aren't we? It's just incredible how, how much, the extent to which people value our, uh, our opinions. Actually, that was one of the... Interesting things I found last night. And um, this was at where? Oh, God. Was it, new, it was at Jew Central. It was New Jewish Comedian of the Year. That's what it, it was. wasn't new. That's oh, was what I was not? about to say before you oh. so rudely interrupted me, asking me about where it was with she, that funny smirk on your face. She's from Glasgow. It wasn't New Jewish Comedian of the Year. Old Jewish Comedian? No, it was just Jewish Comedian of the Year. Oh. There was no new about it. What about Jackie Mason? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we were saying that, you know, David Baddiel could have entered. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so it was it? Yes, this very strange place. Yeah. I mean, it's it's perfectly reasonable place. It's not a perfectly reasonable place. Talk it's about an, overreaction. It's Nothing an art centre. It, it's an art centre that's built like a fucking fortress. Well, it would be. It's Jewish. What? But it's all. Oh dear, we're still terrible victims, and everybody's having a go at us. When was the last time a Jew was shot in London? Well, probably yesterday, I don't well, know. But, you know, they're well, banging on like, oh, we live in fear, we live in fear. For fuck's well, sake. Reasonable. There's a moat. You get frisked before you go in. There's bars. It's all bulletproof glass. It's 2,000 years of having to deal with Glaswegians. Yeah, yada, 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 yada. In, in peaceful Boromud, my local uh, infant school used to have one... Uh, Guard. Now it's got two guards, infant school. That's just Quite guard right. envy. Probably the school up the road got one guard, so your school decided they had to have two guards. Next it will be three, but it's nothing to do with any immediate and present danger. You're just a Holocaust uh, supporter, that's what it is. Why? Oh, Christ! <laughs> uh, if that's not an odd thing to say under circumstances. Yahweh. There was... Everybody was on about the Holocaust last night. It was like the most mentioned word. In, in the comics? In the comics, yeah. No, it's a bit... I, I hate to say old hat, but I mean, you think... Well, I know. I mean, I mean, after Lewis Schaefer's three-part Holocaust oh, joke, I mean, I who, who could top it? <gasps> I told it. You, all three parts? All three parts. Ah. The, because I was trying to explain why, how brilliant it was and what a brilliant uh, Holocaust joke was like, and what's her name? That there was this like uber Jewish lady who was there. What was her name? Mm. Um, mm. Filler, yes. Deb Filler. That's her. Yes. Honestly, oh. you should have seen the little look that he gave me there, ladies and gentlemen, or lady and gentlemen. Uh, Deb Filler, who had been there doing a show. She's um, unbelievably Jewish. Incredibly Jewish, yes. and uh, she is uh, she's a Kiwi living in Canada, but seems to know everybody. And actually, did a show in Edinburgh in two thousand and two, where she baked bread. I have a vague, vague, vague memory about that. But um, anyway, so uh, hold on, you, you're a judge, and you're telling people the Holocaust joke. I'm not telling contestants the Holocaust joke. Okay. I was telling other judges ah. to explain what a good Holocaust joke is. And a good Holocaust joke is Lewis Schaefer's Holocaust joke. <laughs> Don't just sit there giggling, John, honestly. So anyway, this uh, Deb lady... Filler. Uh, she didn't... I don't think she liked it very much. 
the Holocaust change. Mm. It's an excellent... Well, Father Bos... Well, we won't go into this. No, yes. let's uh, not. She's got, but, that, she's, um, got, she's got previous on this. Yes. She has got serious previous. But um, on, on their the, yeah, there was a lot of Holocaust material. Um, and then, then did they laugh? Because when, when, there's one occasion I wasn't there when, when Lewis Schaefer, aforementioned, told his three-part Holocaust Jews to very ancient Jews at, I think, an Ivor Dembina club. They didn't like it apparently. It's an age thing. Yeah. If you're of a certain age, you, for obvious reasons, might not like it. So were they okay last night? Uh, with, with well, they, were, they, weren't exactly, they weren't exactly <coughs> a hilarious laugh-out-loud audience. I mean, it's quite an, ex uh, quite an interesting and, and thrilling experience for me. I was one of the younger members of the audience. And it, I mean, it really... I, I felt uh, very much, certainly on the panel, and... Um, to a certain extent, to a large extent, within the audience, I was representing the Goyim. Well, you were the only one on the panel, weren't well, you? Well, luckily enough, uh, Arnold Brown is Jewish enough for both of us. He is, so he is Jewish, isn't he? That's what I've just said. Yes, He's yes, Jewish enough yes. for both of us. Oh, there you go. Okay. Pay attention. John, it's me that's dangling by a thread here, having forgotten to take my medication this morning. Uh, so, the standard was... Crikey. Bad or good? Bad. Oh. Very... Uh, I, even given they weren't even new comedians. No, they were, well, well, quite a few of them were. Um, there was a, a couple of guys, a guy called Joshua Bellman, who I thought his material was good, but his delivery was absolutely appalling. Well, if he's new, that's um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't make excuses. No, no, not the kind of the, like, nervous delivery, or the kind of delivery that will get... that you just go, oh, that's because you're new. He just... It, it was just dull. You should keep at it, but Joshua. Ignore it. Keep the at material, it. I thought a lot of the material was very good, very yeah, well written. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and then there was a guy called Aaron Levine, who's just friended me on Facebook. Um, about to unfriend you? And uh, he, uh, he's, uh, he's a man with two plastic balls, which has to be good for comedic purposes. He had testicular cancer and has prosthetic testicles. Oh. Don't get me started on testicles again, John. I can see that you want me to go into my marvellous routine about the cat's testicles, but I'm not going to. How do you know he was telling the truth? Did he demonstrate these? No, he didn't, but he just didn't seem like the kind of person who would lie. Not about having two plastic testicles. Anyway, apparently it's a well-known fact within the Jewish comedic community. Does he, he does, in fact. And he kind of looks a bit like Uncle Fester from the Adams family, and he says, I know what you're thinking. No, I'm not Uncle Fester. But um, after we'd made our decision in our little judgely huddle, which took all of a nanosecond, uh, one of the audi an audience came rushing out, stopped by the table and stabbed a stubby finger in front of us and said, Uncle Fester was the best. <laughs> uh, and then went on at the great length to explain why he was the best. You know, his material was marvellous. He was very sympathetic. He was a likeable guy, blah de blah de blah and you, we need, felt, and you need balls to be a comic. We've... Ha, ha. Uh, we felt... Right, so, so in our who, place. Who, who triumphed then? Uh, the triumph heir was a guy called Philip Simon. Oh, and well, if you'd read my blog, you'd know who Philip Simon is. Lived Tell in, me who Philip Simon is. He lives in Borenwood, and I did a blog about him. Well, he's now Jewish Comedian of the Year. Tell me more, John. I, I never read my blog, so I know nothing. Oh, come along, come along. You must remember something of the interview. Uh, we, we, we're in a kosher cafe in Borenwood, that's all I know. He, yeah, more he, than that, come along. He, he bought. Yeah, how long has he been a comic? I have no idea. Oh, for God's sake, this is ridiculous. I don't read them. 
I've stayed here in the shop, dangling by a thread. We are in the Mamma Beashara shop in Shepherd's Bush, available uh, for anyone uh, Yeah, in. we are. I, I, I could have been home two hours ago, but I thought, no, probably John will know something interesting about Philip Simon. I hear he wrote about him in his increasingly prestigious blog. And apparently you did, but you don't remember anything of it. You didn't know I'd written about him in my blog. I just no, I know, you. I just made that up now. Well, there you are, you a constant liar. I demand to know something about Philip Simon. So what's, what's the weather been like recently? I demand to know something know about Philip about Simon. He lives in Boroughmood, he's got a very nice girlfriend and possibly a small child. Could be his, hopeless. Could, might not be his. What? Hopeless. Of course it's hopeless. I'm going to ask Janie Godley if I can come and do her blog with her podcast with her. Excuse me, when, when you're increasingly prestigious, you don't actually need to know anything. You get other people to know things for yeah, you. Yeah, but I just know it's a lie. I know it's a lie. You're, sit, you're sitting lie? there smirking. You can Google. You can Google. I don't want to Google. I want to know now. And so does our listener. <laughs> our, listener our listener is me when I listen to it back. Oh, very If you're really with them, I not post this. You know? Very irritating. Anyway, um, and, uh, he was... Uh, he's, he's very good. good. He's, very you know, good. he's, he's he not is. very good, but he's good. He's good. And um, very good. You're very not... Good. You see, it's all flooding back to you now, isn't it? Yeah. How do you know he's very good if you don't remember anything about it? Well, it might have been Simon Phillips, one of those people I saw. Um, I shall call him Peter. Well, massively, massively, massively original, but a good He was the only one, really, who was a performer. Yeah. Who was a, who was a proper, you yeah. felt he was a proper. And then there was a, a girl, uh, an American girl called Geneva Rust Orta. Is that an anagram? No idea. No. But she was very interesting, very original, very fresh. But? Uh, but a bit, I felt a bit all over the place and had written her entire set on her hand. You don't just mean headers, you mean the entire set? No, well, I, but she just kept looking at it and flicking her hand backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. Uh, but more, now, but more than she was headings. doing yeah. an eight-minute set. Yeah. She is in the final of Jewish Comedian of the Year. What the fucking fuck? Well, perhaps Learn was... your fucking set, dear. You don't think she was signing herself in, in No, she wasn't. Language. You could see it all written. Well, she her... could still be deaf language. No, it was ridiculous. I'm getting irritated with you now. Getting you. Um, uh, but, yeah, so there was, there was uh, six people. You have to refer to paper in the for final. This. You've got no memory. Better than you. I'm just looking at my notes here to see if I've written down anything interesting. Holocaust, 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 Holocaust. <laughs> everybody did the Holocaust. Was, was the winner the only one to, not to do the Holocaust? No, no, no. He mentioned everybody name-checked the Holocaust. Uh, he did Geordie Sheepshaggers, Speed Dating, Grand Death Notice, Jews in Devon. Jews in Devon? <laughs> well, there aren't any, I think was his point. A, a, a worthy winner, I think, Jews mm. in Devon. Uh, <laughs> And he does, apparently, you might know, but you're probably not going to tell me. You just sit there and smirk. He says he does, or he used to do kind of sex education and he relationship sex whatnot education in, in them, uh, school. schools. Mm. Yes. Mm. Mm. Uh, so he told us. But uh, I, the funniest thing all night, I thought, uh, Ms. Filler... Didn't appear amused. Debs. But the, uh, the, this place is so good. The, the wine is kosher, for which you read vastly overpriced. The beer is kosher. And I had a Bex. So, I mean, that's basically what they sell. <coughs> and uh, so I'm sipping my kosher Bex. And on the back, the label says... Brewed in accordance with German, the German purity laws of 19-whatever. 15, 15. Which I thought, 1915, which no, I no, thought no, was... No, 1500, 
No, which I thought was just fucking hilarious. Because I took a picture of the label. Ah, right, yes. yes. 15, well, you remember that, do you? I do, 15-something, yes. I remember these important details. Mm. Not, not who people are, obviously. But nothing about Philip Simon. I, 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 I barely remember names, Mary. Philip Simon, I mean, UK Jewish Comedian of the Year. Yeah, because I thought it was New Jewish Comedian yeah, yeah. of the Year. Oh, well, tonight I am doing New, new Comedians. I'm doing the Laughing Horse New Comedian of the Year, I believe, in Brixton. Really? Anyone interesting on the, in the final? Tra Is this the final? Yes, yes, of course it's the final. They wouldn't have someone as important as me not doing a final. Mm. Do they know about your memory problems? I can't remember. Mm. Uh, I know Njambi McGrath is, Njambi. is, is in it, uh -huh. yes. You can pronounce it better than me. And, uh, and Chikikita, I know, and the others I don't know. She's a, a variety act. Oh, uh, marvellous. Uh, you, How very broad-minded of them. You, you, yeah, no, yes, yes. I mean, she is very uh, odd and bizarre in a now, good way. Now, apparently... Yeah. Uh, you've probably forgotten this, uh, and I didn't know it in the first place until told last night. Candy Gigi was uh, in the final of the Jewish Comedian of the Year last year. It rings very vague bells, yes. I mean, so they're quite broad-minded as well. Did she win? Uh, uh, did she? I don't know. You know all about it. I can't remember. I haven't a clue. Well, she deserved to win. Who knows who he was up against? Well, exactly. She, she deserved to win. It's, it's, it's odd, because apparently Philip has been doing comedy for quite a long time. Has he? And, uh, yeah, should, no, you wouldn't know. I would should you? blog about it. And, uh, and the others, you know, not so. So it's a kind of a mixed odd. But uh, interesting and interesting to be there. And it's always interesting to see. It's always good to see <laughs> comics you haven't seen before. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, oh, fascinating but that, audience. But not that, an audience that you would wish on anyone. I, really. do, I do believe Philip told me that he had some problems. He's quite attractive in a televisual way, isn't he? So mm -hmm. He's very, very photogenic. But he said he looked very like someone else. Sadly, I've forgotten who. Okay. It's just as well you record everything. That's probably why you record everything. Otherwise, that's why I record. Your entire everything. life would just be a blur. As, as you probably well know, I have an A5. Is it diary? Mm. Half an A4. Or anyway, I have a diary. Mm. I've always had this very thick diary. I put everything in the diary, and everyone took the piss out of me for having this diary all the time. And then when when those terrible leather things, similar to diaries, the name of which escapes me, file facts. That's that'll be the word. But when they came along, everyone was paying £150 to mm. things I'd had in their diary for £4.95 from Smith's. Yeah, I laughed. £4.95? In those days. In those days. I've had a you long time. Profligate thing. I can get them in Poundland for a pound. Ah, uh, not, not the same size. A5. A5. Is it A5? Little thick, little yeah, fat little, ones. Little things one. Are they yeah. A5? No, no, no. A, A, A6. 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 No, mind. I've got an A5. Ah, mm. ah well, A6 is better. Uh, anyway, so there we go. Uh, and I've, I've just come, talking of, of talent, yes. I, I've just come from talking to uh, Will Franken, uh, not, not Sarah Franken, Will Franken and, and Louis Schaefer. So he's... he's uh... For an expose in my blog. Oh, what, are they, what are they exposing? I dread to think. What are they exposing? Well, if you, if, if you read my blog, and you probably do... Why should I read your blog? Does, but there was a two-parter. If you can't even remember what's in it. Well, there was something that wasn't in it, because I cut it out the previous uh -huh. time, because something was going to happen, and then it didn't happen, oh. and that's what the new blog is about. It's an expose. What about it not happening? It's no, an expose it's... of something not happening. I have the headline. The headline is... Can, some... I can say I'm not gripped. The headline is something along the lines of... Uh, how, how Will Franken and Lewis Schaefer failed to con ITV out of lots of money. The headlines okay. are like that. You have to read the blog. I, I, the I, was, I was very much put off by all the, um, uh, the kind of uh, gratuitous advertising for uh, McDonald's that was in it the last time. 
There was an awful lot of big macaroni and double cheeseburgery. Well, this time it's pret-a-manger. I do have pictures of them holding up pret-a-manger mugs with the surround for, to keep it cool, and then you can see pret-a-manger at the front really? in case they wanted to actually sponsor. Do you feel like saying pret-a-manger again, just in case they feel like paying us some money? Pret-a-manger, pret-a-manger. You say it so much better than me. Mm, thank you. I'm actually a Costa coffee man myself because they get me points and then they're much nicer. Uh, well, you see, Costa, same, same I was I'm quite. Like, I like maroon. Yeah, I don't like Starbucks green. Carry on. I you was were. a bit of a Costa coffee person until I read. Uh, a hideous thing about their boss man, who's obviously earning trillions, uh, while desperately fighting not to pay his staff the living wage. Well, that's quite reasonable. Mm -hmm. How should they live? Yes. Uh, so, is, so uh, is 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 um, is our Will and Sarah um, dividing and going their separate ways? Are they alternating, or what's happening? I think I think they've had a creative difference with okay. each other. No, no, I, th I think he might be phasing out Sarah. It was in my previous blog. It's worth reading. I can't remember like what... Like I say, if you can't remember I what's can't, in them, I, why should I, I read them? I can't remember what's in it. No, well, I don't. I don't read them. Uh, I mean, you know I don't write my blogs, don't you? I phone them out to some mm -hmm. Filipino children who are going blind in the dark with so candlelight. I, I did say I didn't... Possibly to you in a blog, but yeah. then you wouldn't have remembered. You think I should be recording um, this? Have I recorded it? I can't remember. No idea. Uh, that it was... It was no, not exactly a phase. I don't... Uh, phase always makes it sound... Not trite. Star, Star Trek. Phases. Trite. But um, I never really saw... Felt Will to be like a... You know, there was, there was never a woman in there fighting to get out. There was... Well, there clearly was. No. You never wanted to have the, have the snip, but... Uh... A little bit more than a snip, I think you'll find, John. A little bit more than a snip. Um, a snip in an excavation. A snip in a scoop. <laughs> <laughs> and a flip. And a, a flip? And a turning outside in. And... Oh, what's the flip? Oh, the turning outside in. Mm. Um, so, Sarah... Uh, do you have pictures? I actually do. I have an entire video uh, which I made for uh, a television series which I series produced called World of Pain. And World we, were, of Pain. we were allowed to follow a uh, uh, sex change. Uh, well, gender reassignment surgery. What, what was in World of Pain apart from this? It was a six-part series, was it? No. Oh, what was no, it? No, it was three 15-part series. Oh, wow. Ooh. And do you remember what was in them? Because you have a better memory than me. I remember everything that what, was in them. What, 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 what? Every, every episode had a different theme. Well, well as I expect from you, what, what was the, the most painful bit in the world of pain? Uh, well, it depends. I mean, we, we did... Um, uh, pe you know, people who got hooks put through their skin and dangled from the ceiling. Ooh, like Hellraiser. Uh, I got... Uh, we, we did the... I mean, the gender reassignment was... Quite possibly. Oh, we did branding. We did... Uh, um, Sarcasm? We've done, we did shark bites. Well, we intentional did... shark bites? Oh, no, 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 no. John, I am not going to talk to you any longer if you continue to be obtuse. I'm, I'm not used to the world of pain. I try to avoid it myself. Uh, there was um, some horrific sporting injuries. I mean, where you, you kind of see in slow motion... A, a leg kind of bending backwards and forth. Uh, yes, fairly horrific. Um, so it wasn't all self-inflicted or, or welcome roll of pain? No, of course not. Uh, there was a, 
a guy, what it was, I, what I find interesting was the, the way the television censors looked at it. There was a, uh, a really very nice little bit of film that we did uh, in Russia, and it was called Ice Babies, because in certain areas in Russia, what they do with fairly newborn babies is they take them out, they cut a hole in the ice, and they dunk the baby in. There's a... For why? Well, to kind of kick-start their immune system. Like Sparta. The, yes, I mean, it's... it's uh, and there's a, there's a person in there, there's a, a nurse and somebody else... And in they, the hole in the ice? They throw... Well, it's bigger than a hole. You know, well, it's a bit, huge hole. And they throw the babies in. And, uh, you know, none of them... None of the babies... The babies are not massively distressed. You know, then they pull them out and swaddle them up. And um, it's kind of a, a... You know, as I say, a kickstart to their immune system. They, uh, in the villages, the rural villages where they do it, uh, there's very little... You know, the kids don't get colds and flus and whatnot... Um, and it, it seems to work in terms of, you know, as I say, being a bit of a smack in the face for your body's uh, reactions. So, so and the, you know, the babies were not distressed, the babies weren't crying, none of that. And ITV would not let us show it at all. Well, what, at all. Well, what's the nurse's uniform in this? Is that wearing a frogman's outfit? No, she's wearing a, a bathing costume. You're being obtuse again, John. You say, I see. And, anyway, um, anyway, I'd be reading because... Uh, well, they just said absolutely not. They didn't want an edited version. They didn't want anything. We, ha there was, we went and, and spoke to paediatricians at um, Great Ormond Street, and they said, you know, it's very extreme and it would never be allowed in this country, but they understood the principle behind it, and uh, having read the, you know, the, the statistics, it kind of seemed to work quite well. So we were not allowed to show that, in which nobody was harmed at all, but babies were in cold water. Uh, however, we were allowed to show um, endlessly repeated, slow-mo, everything, a shot of um, footage of uh, two skydivers um, who were... Ex they, they had... Um, <coughs> they each came out of the opposite side of a plane... Uh, free fell for, can't remember, for 300 feet or something. Uh, and then they kind of, they, they took a diagonal thing and they, and they crossed over and they had little smoke things on their feet so that it was all very pretty and everything, except that uh, there was a mistake and they smashed into one another and one got what you could see... Very clearly in the video, you saw this massive spray of blood in the sky. And you, one guy's legs were chopped off at the thigh by the other skydiver because of the, the, just the sheer velocity of the fall. So you saw his little legs flying. Uh, he crashed to the ground and lived, and the other guy died. And I, you know, we were allowed to show that. I slow-moed the spray in the sky... We, we showed it in um, promos, we showed it in Coming Up Next, we showed it in... Uh, and they were kind of all right with that, where one guy was left with no legs and lost sort of more than half his, the blood in his body. Um, 
and the other guy died. That's OK, but throwing babies into cold water is not. Well, it's probably because uh, the cop they're worried about people lunatic uh, adults in uh, Paisley throwing their children into, into ponds in Paisley, I suspect. Whereas mm -hmm. it's unlikely you're actually going to do the parachute jump. Because when, when I was an RTB, the one, thing, one, one of the things you could never ever show in any programme was someone getting inside a refrigerator. Mm -hmm. Because someone had actually done it. Some child had done it and mm -hmm. died. And then uh, the parents said he'd done it because he watched a programme on ITV and copied it. And it turned out, in fact, it was a lie. They just wanted money out of ITV. Mm. Well, see, I, I they think were neurotic about anything you could copy at all. I think if, yes, I think if anyone's stupid enough to copy something like that, that's yeah, great. It's basically clearing the idiots yes, out yeah. of the gym pool. I think, yeah. I, I, I think it should be heavily encouraged. And encouraged in, in France, for example. So cull, cull them a bit in France. Mm. Yes. Uh, Next. What you, what you wanted to talk about well, 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 success. Because I have been talking to Will Franken and, and Lewis Schaefer simultaneously, uh, the, the matter of success and failure obviously came up in comedy. And I say this is supposedly a comedy broadcast, but clearly isn't. Mm. Uh, we were going to talk about this, but we're probably running out of time How now. long can Lewis continue to claim to be a failure when he's about to do a hugely long run at... Was it Leicester Square or a Museum of Comedy or what? Well, he did like it. In fact, he did like it. Was it four years? And he's charging people money now. It was about four years he did his show, didn't and he? And people are writing nice things. I know. Well, and, and also he did free until famous in, in Edinburgh this year, uh, charging £10. Yes. Oh, well, yes. Maybe it was £5 in Edinburgh and I mean, £10 in London. At what point is somebody <laughs> going to jump up and down and go, you searing... Big-nosed hypocrite. Well, I, I think possibly his comeback here is that, in fact, he, he promotes himself very heavily as a failed comic, and obviously he's failed at that because he's become successful, and therefore okay. he, he is a d double failure because he was a failed comic, but now he's actually become successful to a certain extent. So he's failed he's, at being a failure. Yes, indeed. So I think that's probably the logic at, at, at work there. I'm not convinced that's logical. No, no. And so tell me more about Will, because um, huge, huge talent. Yeah, well, uh, yes, Louis Schaefer has something which I've forgotten, of course. Something yes. about the, the distance between their talent and their success. Yeah. And uh, I think you said that Will was the greatest example of this, so the most extreme example of this, that uh, enormous talent and very little success, comparatively speaking, whereas lots of other people have very little talent and, and the success is, is close to the talent. Yes, but, I mean, in, in terms of... of I paraphrase. Yes, I'm sure you do. Uh, you know, there's other factors, like he was a foul drunk for years, yeah. and you know he shoots himself in the foot as often as um, as Lewis yeah. does, and he tackles uh, very non. I mean, deliberately uh, goes down roads that television wouldn't want to follow him down. Well, very, very heavily into Islam and attacking ISIS. And you know, yes. so. You know, he kind of prides himself on that. I mean, I, 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 I think he's phenomenal. But then, but then Frankie Boyle does that and he's successful. Yes, yes, that's yeah. true. But then Frankie Boyle has a very good agent, of course. Yes. <laughs> but, because, I mean, I think you, if, if you're not very mainstream, you actually do need an agent, I think, because uh, only an agent is going to persuade TV and radio people to put you on if you're mm. slightly off kilter. I mean, it's difficult to know... Although, you know, I, I, I think if Will wanted to, he could swim very well with the, minnow, the, the um, talent minnows in the pool of many uh, game shows, you know, the, the, the panel shows. But he, it, his, his kind of comedy, is, it wears its intellectual 
You think he's, uh, he's, too, he's too intelligent for the TV audience? No, I don't think he's too intelligent. I think he... I, I, no, I don't. Um, I think if he was even more intelligent, he would realise that he doesn't need to make the intelligence quotient so fucking obvious. You know, it, it's... it's uh, he, he, without dumbing down, he could make himself more user-friendly if he wanted to get on telly. Because there's no point in jumping up and down when you're, um, relatively speaking, a nobody and going, no, no, television must take me as I am. That is a direct route to not getting television. But then Jerry Sadowitz is, is equally confrontational. Correct. And I think makes an OK living. Uh, he's not a millionaire, but I think... He... No, I mean, that's generally speaking live. And he's just had horrific experiences. I mean, damagingly horrific experiences with television. In what way? Well, in, in, in the way that... Um, did you see the Paul Bearer's review? I did, very good, I yeah. thought. So I mean, could he, have been better, but very, very well, good. He, that, for example, he was told, Alan Yentob told him, you know, you just, uh, it'll be fine, you do what you want, we're right behind you, uh, there'll be no messing about with it. Um, Jerry put his heart and soul into it, and something like the night before it went out, Yentob took it into the cutting room and it left in fronds. And he cut it himself, Yentob. I th he, well, he oh, went he supervised, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And um, I, I, and Jerry was devastated. <coughs> and you know, ever since then, then he he did um, he did the the magic show. But there's never there's never been anything that he was 100 percent happy yeah. with. Maybe there never could be. But um, television has got that. Uh, <coughs> We need a, a wide demographic. We need numbers. They do need numbers. It's uh, it's tragic, but television is, television is now run by the advertising people, and they will turn around and say, <coughs> "I mean, I, I did a, I, a show I was really proud of called The Warehouse, uh, which gave uh, Hal Cruttenden and Paul Sinha and a whole load of comics their first telly." Mitch Ben was on it. This is ITV. Uh, this is ITV. And um, we did three series. Started off as half an hour, and then it went to an hour, and then it went back to 45 minutes. And um, in the third series, because this was all about the essence of it, was people who were quite well known within their own communities, but had never done telly. <coughs> for whatever reason. Um... So they were unknown on telly. And uh, series three, uh, the advertising people came to us and said, yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, you're getting the demographics fantastic. You're getting uh, the, you know, community audiences. But what we really need in series three is names, telly names. So I said, well, this is specifically about people who've never done telly. So they said, no, 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 we've got to have names. So that was one thing. Um, so I, what I did was I, I got names, but I made them do things they'd never, ever done before. Uh, and, and then <laughs> when it came to uh, talking about Series 4, they said... Because there was... I have to tell you, there was a heavy 
ethnic spread in the warehouse. You know, we had doll drummers and, I mean, music from countries in Africa where I didn't even know there was a country. And what, uh, what time of night is this, late night? It was about 11 o'clock at night. And series four, they said, the problem is that uh, you've got a great audience and a very loyal audience, but they're not the kind of audience that wants to go out and buy a posh car. And that's the kind of audience we need to get the posh car manufacturers to advertise. And this was put to you at the time by the Commissioner of Programmes at uh, ITV? Uh, well, no, it was the, the, actually the advertising guy kind of had the balls to come in and... There was an, ad an advertising... the ITV man? Advertising well, man? yeah, for, they, they, there's always, in, in every ITV company, there's head of this, head of that, head of the other, and when it came to the Let's Talk About Series 4, there was John Bishop and um, uh, Nick, who was the exec producer, and um, Simmons, Nick Simmons, correct? Mm. Thank you. Uh, Nick Simmons had been—he was the guy that got me involved. He uh, just an amazing exec. Everything you want in an executive producer, because I'd be running around called Blue Arse Fly, swearing like a trooper, and um, he would kind of come in at the crucial moment, and just wander around. Hello, in you know, usually Nicole Fari cashmere coat. And it was, it was like a kind of a laying on of hands, really. He'd wander around and people would just kind of bask in the glow of his presence. And they felt they were like, oh. And no matter how stroppy they'd been before, they were like, oh, my God, this really lovely, elegant man spoke to me. Um, so there was the, the, everyone, they were all there, but there was the guys, you know, the number crunchers from advertising who said that, uh, while our audience was lovely and they were very excited to have them on board, they weren't buying anything. So the advertising revenue wasn't there, so goodbye Series 4. In fact, I worked with Nick Simmons at Neil Gay Television. Ah, uh, uh, so did I. And it's very nice. Uh, I, I forgot about it, yes. Uh, and, uh, in fact, I produced a, a, a Jerry Sadowitz show at Neil Gay Television, uh, part, of, part of The Last Laugh, which was a series of one-off, one-hour shows. How marvellous. And I, I do believe, it's, it's possible, I have no proof of this, it's possible I got him his Paul, Bear, Paul Bearer's Review Series because I don't think anyone had done a long-form show with him. Ah. It, it was a solo show, and it was, it was supposed to be a 55-minute slot. In fact, after we recorded it, it ended up being a 43-minute slot. Yep. But, so we had to cut it slightly. But, and and I, I told him he was with Avalon at the time. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I, I told him that you could have two cunts, because this was BSB, who were... Yes, who were, who were, who were, I remember, yes. British satellite broadcasting, who were OK on, on uh, things like swearing to an extent. I told him he could have two cunts and try and cut back on the fucks, knowing he could never keep to this, because I thought yeah. it's part of his rhythm, he can never manage it. No, absolutely. And he did, he did an entire 55-minute show, no fuck, no cunt at all, absolutely superb. I mean, what? Totally clean, as far as language went. Uh, he, he annoyed two lesbians in the audience, but uh -huh. you know, fair dues, fair dues. Well, that's what lesbians and, are for. Yeah. Really. And, it, and he was brilliant. I mean, he, he actually managed to do it, and I thought he couldn't, he can't do it. It's mm. part of the Glaswegian uh, yes, rhythm. Yes, well, it is, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but, uh, and very... How did you find him to work with? He, uh, he was OK. Uh, was he OK? No, he was OK. Well, I, th I, think, I think he'd been told by Avalon, by John Thoday, he had to mind his P's and Q's and, and uh, not be too outrageous. Oh, that was well, a long be time Yeah, ago. I mean, not, not too um, uh, difficult. And yeah. so he was fine. And I knew him vaguely from Malcolm Hardy, so, uh, yeah. uh, so he vaguely knew me. Yeah, I did a thing called Up Your News, 
which was produced oh, yes. by Nick Simmons yes. and had a, had a cast of you know yeah. quite a lot and yeah. uh, you'd go out and do crazy little look. I remember doing something strange mm. at Wimbledon, mm. uh, or you were like the newscaster doing the these are the jokes, folks. It was. I mean, it was such that was such a kind of enclave of comedy talent. I mean, um, well, I think Paul Jackson. I, I think they were the biggest entertainment department outside the BBC. Just tremendous. Because they, 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 had, they, they totally produced all the entertainment for BSB, didn't they? I mean, it was Paul Jackson, there was Nick Simmons, there was um, uh, Richard Hersey, oh, there was um, Paul, 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 Paul. Paul Pot. Paul, 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 Paul. Anyway, there was Paul, another Paul, Paul somewhere. And the... the they just, it was just tremendous, and the, the, the creativity was and, and wonderful. Al and also, BSB was very good on them being relatively easygoing. I mean, yeah. This, I, th I think the rule wasn't there that you, could, you, could, you couldn't have a conversational fuck or a conversational cunt, but if it was vital to the, the integrity of the joke, then you could get away with it. But you couldn't say, oh, I was walking down a fucking road and this fucking happened. You, uh, yeah. you can have a conversational one, but you yep. could, if it was necessary to use the four-letter word, they were OK with using the four-letter word if you had to. But, I mean, uh. the, but as far as I know, the whole uh, BSB uh, catalogue was, was bought, or the library was bought by Sky when they took over it. It became really? BSkyB. And so they have the rights, I believe, to repeat everything and never have. I wonder why. <laughs> but, it, was, it was wonderful. But then, I mean, and creative. There, there was a Keith Allen show that Keith, someone else produced. Yeah. And I'm not sure it was ever shown. I mean, it was. They had. I seem to remember they had children racing against Doberman Pinches or something in a Greyhound <gasps> track. I can't remember. Oh, it was that something. It was something good. similar to that. That sounds very good. Bring that back. <laughs> Come on, Sky. Repeat it. Repeat it. It was. It was. Some, and they had. And they had. I think they had pro celebrity boxing. Although they might have nicked that from somewhere else. They actually put. put, put uh, uh, Amateurs in 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 the uh, in, oh, that's, now that's happened since, yes, hasn't it? Yes, I mean that's yeah. anyway. But we will probably come to the end of this. So again, once again, we had a good idea for a comedy podcast. Yeah, and it just all went up to Swanee. Didn't didn't quite come to fruition. Did at the end. It sort of came round at the end. Back, yeah. back to comedy, didn't? Yeah, it? but right because you you you've got the memory of a goldfish. Have I? You've got the memory of a goldfish. Have I? You've got the memory of a goldfish. What's a goldfish? <laughs> 